One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Economist. In London, this is The Economist, and you're listening to Babbage, a weekly conversation on science and technology. I'm Kenneth Kukier, the data editor, and I'm talking today with Paul Markley, the innovation editor, and Tim Cross, a science correspondent. This week, we'll be talking about human organs on a chip and plans to ban e-cigarettes in Wales. First, to you, Paul, what is a human organ on a chip? Well, it's a small device, which could be about the size of a uh, computer chip or plug-in USB device or a small uh, smartphone. And what it essentially does is to recreate not just the biochemical environment for an organ like a lung or a heart or a kidney, but also the physical environment. So for a heart chip, it actually beats. And for a lung chip, it also breathes. And it is really consists of the smallest collection or colony of cells that you could get together to mimic the function of that organ in the body. And having it in a laboratory situation like that, it should be more reliable because the cells being from humans and the environment being created as it would be in the body, the results should be a lot more accurate. Now, the one thing about the human organs is that they're all interconnected. Here, are there plans to link up these different organs on a chip? There is indeed. The idea for these chips is really for drug testing, which it should speed up and reduce the cost. But of course, if you test a drug such as one that may have beneficial results in in a heart disease, for instance, the compounds could be metabolized in the liver in a toxic way. So to connect how what happens in the heart chip could happen in the liver chip is something that is the the next stage of where this uh, technology is proceeding. And are there other uses beyond just drug testing? Indeed. If you can connect enough of these together, you could end up with a body on a chip, if you like, or indeed a patient on a chip, and using stem cells that could be individual to the person concerned. And so you could test not just the effect of certain drugs, but also the combinations and dosages. And that is a step towards personalization of medicine. Great. Tim, Wales is planning to ban e-cigarettes. Why? What's going on? That's right. So um, Wales has uh, a devolved government from the rest of the UK and it can make its own decisions on matters of public health. And one of the decisions that it's recently made is it doesn't much like the look of e-cigarettes. So it's decided that from about from 2016 or 2017, sometime in the not too distant future, uh, smoking one will be prohibited in a public place, exactly like the ban that prevents people from lighting up ordinary cigarettes in bars, clubs, offices. Um, you know, you'll still be able to smoke them at home. You'll still be able to use them on the street, but you won't be able to use them in any kind of enclosed public space. They aren't the first either. Of course, e-cigarettes are becoming more and more popular. They're a bit like craft beer and beards. You know, you can't be a proper hipster without an e-cigarette. But as the popularities increase, lots of countries have started wondering whether they're actually so good for you. So there are various restrictions in place now or, or plan to be in place in uh, Malta, in Belgium, in Spain. Uh, some parts of the US are all thinking about cracking down in various ways on how easy it is to get a hold of one of these and vape it. Okay. So I guess the two questions are what the research says in terms of whether e-cigarettes are bad for a person. And then secondly, the argument advanced is that it may help people cut down 
smoking the real thing. What does the research say? Well, so those are the two um, two arguments that people who are sort of generally in favour of e-cigarettes tend to make. And because they're so new, uh, it's not totally clear yet. But you would assume intuitively that e-cigarettes are much better for you than tobacco ones because the way they work is completely different. You have a little reservoir of liquid which contains nicotine, maybe a few flavourings. And in an e-cigarette, you use a little metal coil, you send electricity through it, that vaporises the liquid and you inhale the resulting mist. In a traditional cigarette, you're just burning a mix of dried tobacco leaves, additives, paper and all kinds of other stuff. And it's the burning, it's that combustion process that produces all the nasty chemicals. Um, With an e-cigarette, you're pretty much just getting a hit of of nicotine and not much else. And nicotine is technically a poison. You know, plants produce it in their leaves to stop things eating them. But at the doses you get from an e-cigarette, it just gives you a a sort of mild buzz. And there doesn't seem to be any particularly bad consequences from ingesting pure nicotine. The other thing that people say is that e-cigarettes actually help people quit smoking the more dangerous ordinary kind. And here, it's a bit less clear. There's there's been a little bit of research done, but again, not very much. What there has been, when you look at it in total, the suggestion is that there may be a sort of fairly small effect. The evidence is kind of weak. No one's really sure. But what we can say at the moment, it seems like you know, if you're smoking an e-cigarette, that is a good way, better probably than something like a nicotine patch or nicotine gum. It's a better way of giving up the traditional really bad for you kind. And what about the idea that this is a sort of gateway drug to more smoking? Well, so this is the reason behind the proposed Welsh ban. They say they're aware of the research into harm reduction, essentially, but they're worried that if you see a load of people wandering around vaping, it's going to change the culture. And they say, we've now got a a generation of kids who've grown up in an environment where smoking isn't seen as normal in the way that it, it used to be because, you know, smoking ordinary cigarettes has been banned in Wales for, for several years. So the worry is that, you know, if you let e-cigarettes through, it'll renormalize the whole idea of, of sort of inhaling nicotine uh, and that people will maybe, you know, start to smoke real cigarettes as well. It's basically a rerun of the gateway drug argument, which anyone who grew up in the 1980s like I did will will remember, you know, this, this idea that even starting with relatively soft stuff like, you know, marijuana or, or cigarettes leads you kind of inevitably to to go on to the harder stuff. So they're saying the same is true of e-cigarettes and that, you know, vaping will lead you to ordinary cigarettes and then maybe to roll-ups and then maybe even to cigars and then then God knows where we'd be. Yeah, assume you'll be smoking pipes like Oxford Dons. There you go. <laughs> so how seriously should we take this ban? What's interesting about it is that quite a lot of people who you might expect to be in favour are actually opposed or dubious. So um, there's a big British cancer charity called Cancer Research UK and they've pointed out that the, the ban doesn't seem to be based on much in the way of evidence. The Welsh government falls back on an argument called the precautionary principle, which is that we don't know that this stuff is safe. We don't know that, you know, vaping doesn't lead to smoking real cigarettes. And if the evidence firms up in the next few years, they're supposedly happy to look again at maybe rescinding the ban. But for now, they think better safe than sorry. Great. Thank you, Tim. And thank you, Paul. Sadly, that's all we have time for this week. You've been listening to Babbage. For more news on science and technology, go to economist.com. In London, this is The Economist. The Economist. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 